Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show as I present to you the greatest co-host anyone could ask for. It's Linda Pollack! It's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. Linda, what the bloody hell have you been up to? Uh, we didn't do very well with that interview, as I suspected. Oh, oh turns out they've got no sense of humour. You know when you get to the point where you go, oh, well, I'm, I don't want your job anyway. Oh, right, OK. Yeah. So, 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 well, you don't know for a fact that you haven't got it, or...? I don't think I've got it, I don't think so. OK, well, that, uh, that, all the more fun with me. Yeah. All the more fun with me. I think the me. universe is trying to tell me to stay. Yeah, that's well, unfortunately, right. my bank balance is telling yeah, me that I need uh, to No, no more go. Money, money for you. Okay, anyway. worth, an, worth asking. <laughs> what else has been happening? Uh, I was um, shouted at by a party of, I'm not going to say children, but they were young adolescents in a car, feeling oh, brave. what did they say? I went on a coach trip with a mate of mine. Oh, with, yes. With young Emilio. Do you remember Emilio? Oh, yeah. bloody hell, yes. We went on a coach trip. He's, he was in the dancing. Do you remember him, yes. people? He'd done dancing. Well, he's yet. not from round here, is he, of course? No, he's Spanish. Right. So I said, I'm going to show you the site. So we went off on a little coach trip. Yeah. Just round our area, you know. Mm. And um, as we got off the coach to take some pictures, because to him, all right, to us, it's just the M25. To him, it's the country. It's the countryside. Yeah, yeah. He right. likes it. He wants to take a picture. Mm-hmm. So we're standing at the side of the road. He's taking his picture. The kid came past, and what did they say? Wanker. Bus wankers. Oh yeah, that's, bus wankers. That's uh, to do with the in between us. Yeah, well, of course, it? it's lost on Emilio. He's not from round here. It's it's really funny when I mean I. I know I'm going to sound like an old grunter now, but, you know, we never used to be particularly rude to older people. No, you know why? why? Because our mums all knew each other. Well, there is that. There is that. But they, and this is a funny thing. A friend of mine her, got a, a senior position, a teaching position. Oh. And there was a young man who's one of our neighbours. And he's probably, what was it? This was a couple of years ago. He's probably about 18 or something. And he said to her, yeah, yeah, you know, good for you. Good for you. That's yeah, great, great news like that. It's like, would you really speak to someone in their 50s? Yeah, good. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, it's great. Good for you. No, it's good, good to hear that you're doing that. Good. Well, That's even what someone you must your do. own age talking to you like that. Yes, yeah, it's like, like patronising. Yeah. yeah. It was like, you know, go for it. Yeah, why not? I think you've got to do these things. Oh, do you? Thanks very much for telling me with your Thanks limited... For your seal of approval. Thanks for your seal of approval. Good to hell. No, I think there's a lot of that. Young, some of the youngsters, they don't really know. I do give them a little bit of slack because yeah. they've learned a lot of stuff over the last few years um, while in lockdown and they've been watching a lot of um, YouTube and stuff and yeah. I think that sometimes the way the kids on YouTube talk is a bit like, do you remember when we were at school, the teachers used to be concerned about us watching Grange Hill? 
Yes, nothing. That's, that's not how people talk in real life, right? No, that's right. I remember doing a little bit of filming, just thinking about when, when, when younger people have been a bit presumptuous with mm. me. I was filming something, right, and there was a bit where, you know when the cameras come in the windows, yeah. right, and the position of my chair, he was sat next to me in the front of this car, yeah. <laughs> this lad, and uh, he said to me, um, well, can you move your chair back? Because if you think about it, uh, no, he said, move your chair forward, because if you think about it, the camera's got to come in the window and it's got to catch us, you know, in profile. Yeah. I said, oh, is that right? Yeah, so if you think about it, when it comes out <laughs> the other side, if you think about it, I'm going to move my chair forward. Ooh. So you don't... I was like, oh, Ooh, thank is you. That, is that how cameras yeah. work then, is it? Yeah. Is that how it works? Oh, I see. Well, if you think about it, I've been doing it a lot longer than <laughs> you, you little bastard. Although I did make a boob the other day. Go on. You know, this college course I'm doing. Go on, So yeah. I'm talking to all the kids and I was asked to chair this conversation I say kids, they're in their 20s. Yeah. This conversation. It was about um, feline uh, display tactics, you know, when they... Fe- oh, yeah, this when your they back course. up on you and they wiggle the tails and yeah, that. So we're I know doing that. that, you know, the, yeah. the scent marking. So we were doing that. And, uh, scent marking. I, yeah. I said, OK, uh, great, thanks very much, everyone. I want to hear from you. I haven't heard very much from you. What yeah. do you think? And she said, I'm a member of staff. Oh, Christ! Well, it's like policemen, isn't it? Yes. They get younger as you get older. Yes, I've become that woman who goes like, oh, what do you think, Sonny? And it's it's he's the boss. Oh, bloody hell. Well, talking of cat's asses, we've got a story now from Laurie Peters. I'm only joking, oh, Laurie. No. Our producer of this show. It turns out that Laurie, mm. right is an absolute believer in the supernatural and he's got all these stories up his sleeve. The person who's got ultimate authority over this podcast is making wild claims. Wild claims or not, he's got lots of them and this is the first. Put the bloody music on, please. All right there, here you go, he puts true story in block capitals. Okay, so it must be. In the 90s, while I was a student, I worked as a floater for a security guard company. Make up your own jokes. You are a shit. The term floater means that I would cover someone's shift if they were sick and couldn't work. Not anything else, that's right. Since I didn't have my own transportation, a staff member from the security company would pick me up and drop me off at different locations where I would be guarding the premises during the night shift. I had very little knowledge of the places I was guarding. And sometimes it would be dark empty and spooky oh my fucking god one night i was dropped off at the closed stretford arndale in manchester which was a huge shopping mall with many corridors and high-end shops like poundland peacocks and iceland we know it very well the security office was located above one of these shops on the second floor and had large windows across the office that gave a full view of the entire mall I felt uneasy because it seemed like I was on display with the lights off in the mall and the lights on in the office. Oh, Christ. After a few hours of walking around the empty mall and looking through shop windows, I got bored and decided to climb up the ladders outside the office that led to the roof. I lost track of time and realised that I was running late for check call, which is when you call HQ to tell them you're still at your location and awake. Yes. When I got back to the office, I noticed a strange white noise coming from the tannoy system, which had a microphone and a big red button for broadcasting messages. I turned it off earlier, so I was curious as to why it was on again. When I tapped it, I heard a strange muffled sound of distant talking, which became childlike and incoherent bit like working on this show. Yes. And then stopped altogether. Suddenly, the speaker came back on with a slightly louder white noise and an adult voice said, I can see you. Oh, Christ! 
God, that is absolutely terrifying. I I was frozen with fear for about 15 minutes before I called the police and told them I had a ghost problem at the shopping mall. <laughs> Within five minutes, two meat wagon police vehicles. That's an old expression. I love that. Isn't Who it? are you going to call? Manchester police. <laughs> yeah. Two meat wagon police vehicles and a police car arrived with at least seven officers. They entered the building and asked where the ghost was. I showed them the Tannoy system. They wanted to make sure it wasn't another security guard playing a prank. So they asked me to escort them to the security storeroom across from the office where all the radios were kept overnight. When we got there, a police officer counted all the walkie-talkies to make sure no-one was winding me up with another radio. As the police officer and I stood outside the storeroom across from the security office, he leaned over the balcony and looked down at the floor below. He seemed to remember something and began to recall an incident from the past. He explained that the security storeroom behind us used to be a hairdresser's and a gay man had his hair cut there and then stood where we were standing. For unknown reasons, the gay man... I don't know why we keep saying he's a gay man. The gay man. (laughs) ...then tied a rope around his neck and to the balcony and jumped off. As the rope snapped tight, the The gay gay fella. fella... Swung through the... Can't tell you enough that this man was gay. <laughs> we got that right. He's, he's a gay man. This is You're a very sexy man. A very sexy gay man. He swung through the window of the shop below, which was called Radio Rentals, you may be aware of the brand, and died of his injuries. I'm not surprised. It's awful. The incident happened in direct view of the security office and the police officer signalled this to me without saying anything. Which bit did he signal? The... I, I imagine he's doing point... Two fingers to the eyes and two fingers to the location. Did he do the impression of a a gamer? I do hope not, but it was the 90s. (laughs) No, they would have done those. Don't cancel me, that was a joke. As we walked back to the security office, the police officer asked me not to call them again about any ghost problems. All the police officers quickly left, reporting that they heard nothing from the tannoy system. I walked back up the stairs to the security office, and as I got closer, I could hear white noise coming from the room. They must have left the tannoy system on. By the time I reached the top of the stairs, the noise stopped, which was typical for the system, so I wasn't too freaked out. I sat down and played with the microphone a little before looking to switch it off again. By then, the chattering and child-life voices began to pipe up again. Bloody hell. A voice told me that he had a mobile phone and I could speak to him any time and that he was very busy and had a lot of calls to make. That's what a ghostly voice said, that? Yeah. Bloody hell. That's shit, isn't it? Even in the afterlife, you've got... I'm very busy, yeah. (laughs) The signal up here is terrible. (laughs) I turned off the tannoy system from the wall and asked the security company to never place me there again. However, weeks later, they did. And I had another experience where I believe I was kissed by a ghost, which totally freaked me out. Clinton, I simply must know more. We simply must know more as we now speak to the wonderful... Laurie Peters. Oh, you just spoke me. That was your boy. We have got Laurie on the Zoom now. Laurie is, in case I haven't mentioned it, the producer of this podcast. A dark horse. He has not revealed <laughs> any of this shittery before. Uh, Laurie, how are you? I'm okay, thanks. Oh, very, very relaxed, isn't it? Did you sleep <laughs> at night, Laurie? Honestly, yeah. if this terrifying <laughs> experience had happened to me, I'd be, I'd be one of those like, um, what do they call them? A wraith. 
a wraith. Oh. I'd be a I'd be a dried up husk of a woman, a, unable to sleep at a night. A dried up husk well, of I'm, a woman. I'm halfway there. Yeah. I just want to say, Laurie, that I am, uh, I've not discussed this with Linda yeah. yet, and but I will be shortly. We're going to have a leaderboard, a bit like they did in um, Top Gear. Right. And yeah. I've got to tell you, Laurie, you are going, I'm, if, you're, if you're not at the top spot, you're, you're definitely in the number two slot, which, <laughs> well, don't forget that. Not even going to make a joke about that, Laurie. Well, there's, there's another story in that, actually. <laughs> oh, we'll have to hear that later. Right, Laurie, the big question, we just read out what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And there's something that I'm uncertain of. Yeah. And that is, we both looked at each other slightly askance when we we read that. The thing about the actual Tannoy system, did you hear the Tannoy system sort of over the shop, sort of? No, no, it was... It was mainly in the box. It's it's like there's a there's a speaker yeah. on the Tannoy system that you hear the people through in the room. I'm so like in it, a cab office. Yeah, exactly. That and then if you push the button, yeah, then that goes either out to the mall or out to the other people that have got the walkie talkies. Yeah. So I heard the voice primarily through that little speaker. And that is um, freaky. But I don't understand where, if it were, I'm playing devil's advocate, as you know. But you know the the business of someone saying, I can see you. Yeah, that was bad. Now, where, where, if it was not a ghost, Laurie, could that have come from? I mean, how would that be being received by you? Do you understand? Well, it was funny because I asked um, a police officer that same question this weekend. And um, he said that it could be to do with the radio frequencies in that in those times, radio frequencies were in the air, not so much now because we use the internet and what have you. And you might have been picking up a taxi driver. He said that he once heard the next door neighbour making a dirty phone call to someone and he heard them on his own TV. And he had to go around and knock on their house and say, can you stop talking about that? Because I can hear you, everything on the telly. So it might be a radio frequency thing, paying like like an advocate of, you know. Yeah. I was going to suggest that because at one point I bought my nieces some walkie-talkies. Yes. Right? They were yeah. playing down at the bottom of the got garden. It, got it, yeah. And at one point there was a fight and I picked up my end of the walkie-talkie yes. and I said, put her down, put her down. Yes. And then I got a response back from the local cab company. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh, my well, God. They must have been wondering whether I could see them. I don't know. I will tell you something else. I had a relation in my house. This is the other thing. You know, sharing on Apple products. Right. I'm aware of it, but I don't Be really know what it means. very, very careful because I had a relation around and someone, and I know this is hard to believe, sent me a nudie photograph. Occasionally it does happen. Don't send them. Don't send them. Too late. <laughs> but I had a nudie photograph. And I kid you not, as this thing come up on my phone, I heard from upstairs, you are fucking joking. <laughs> and that was obviously appearing in a laptop. I'll have to tell you all about that later. <laughs> 
Can I just, uh, more importantly, just go back to, you know, just the accidental news. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. Of course it was. I'm not encouraged it. I'm not encouraged it. And you know uh, some of the people who's... Oh, funny, aren't they? Funny people who come after me. You wouldn't want to see them clothed or unclothed. Oh, or... talking naked mole rats. Laurie, can I yeah. just ask you, well, both of you, in fact, mm. just getting back to... Ghosts. No, dirty phone calls. Okay, back there. The... <laughs> Do you remember the old style dirty phone? I wonder if you get them now. Yeah, my mum had a mouth organ next to the phone because of them. Um, no, you don't mean a whistle. No, a mouth organ. Why, so she didn't have a whistle. She just gave him a, a quick, a quick bit of Dylan. Well, <laughs> a quick bit of "Isn't She Lovely" by uh, Stevie Wonder. I think she just went fee because they were dirty when they used to ring up and just like. But didn't they? What I think is, uh, we'll come to you in a minute, Laurie. What I think, yeah. is, you know, the old style one was. What are you wearing? <laughs> are you wearing any octopus? I imagine with the birth, the explosion of pornography on the internet, that doesn't cut it anymore. No. What am I wearing? What a funny question. Also, post-lockdown, what am I wearing? Well, flip-flops and track slacks. Does that turn you on? Tell you what they've turned to now that I've noticed. There's a big thing, and I was going to exploit it at one point. You might remember. Yeah. Feet. So oh, I don't get that. Now. Don't there are get whole that. websites online, amateur websites, yeah. where they'll say, oh, look, here's a celebrity's feet. Because a woman was wearing sandals on telly Ooh. or whatever. Dirty gets. Let me rub it against that bunion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't get it, do you? Laurie, getting back to the spooky and away from people who are podiatrists, sex maniacs. Shrimp. <laughs> Shrimp. Do they? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Laurie... <laughs> Tell me, I know you've got plenty more stories and you may turn into the Jamie Penn, the new Jamie Penn. Jamie Penn Penn yet again. Yeah, Jamie Penn yet again. Laurie, do you think it was a ghost? That's the big question. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I couldn't get my head around it. I didn't, you know, I asked them not to put me there again. Well, in that place to work because I was so spooked out by it. And the police seemed to find it quite humorous and uh they take the mickey out of me and stuff and um and union police officers who'd have thunk it yeah i know so i don't know um it was just the way it talked at me in a way that it was just unnerving i mean i've never heard anything like it can you give us an approximation of what it sounded Sound like, like yeah right well at first it was like a child talking chattering Kind like, of you can't, on, like, 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 kind of, um, right. I'll put a bit of reverb on this or something. So it's like, and then it got clearer, and then it's like, oh, no, uh, um, you, you, you there, you, you, and then it stopped and it went, I can see you, like that, and that was it. <laughs> Listen, if it wasn't a ghost, which of course is the side I would come down on, terrifying. Absolutely horrible. And do you think it was the gayman who uh, was hung and swung and and crashed into radio rentals? Or was it a radio rental who who crashed into a gayman? Yeah, I was trying to work out why this gay fella would do it. And I was thinking, did he have a bad haircut in the hairdressers? And he was like, I'm sick of this jumped off i mean terrible you know terrible anyway they put me there and i don't think it was the first time i think it was all right everything was very peaceful but i remember i don't know if we've got time to talk about this yeah um, go on but you know i think it was the second time after that i remember 
trying to get a kit because that's what all security people do really yeah. you know it's all right to do that so i just thought i'd you know i'd get a few hours kit and i remember putting the light on out in the mall because i felt very self-conscious about this whole th- like affair so that's i put the light on out in the mall and i lay back on the sofa that was in there and i remember kind of slowly going off but still being awake and seeing out of the window the light, I could still see the light, I could still see the light, and then all of a sudden I felt something come in front of me, and I, but it wasn't obstructing my view, I could still see the light in the mall, yeah. and I felt very still and relaxed, and then I felt a pressure on my body, okay, oh. like someone was sitting on me or something like that, shrimping. couldn't see anything, yeah. no one's shrimping and, you, John. And then, um, it was pressure on me, and then I felt a pressure like press on my lips. Oh. <laughs> and it... then it it come off. I don't know what it was. I don't Vaginal? know what. <laughs> and then it kind of just lifted away. Yeah. And then and then and then I was just like, oh, you know. And then I sat up and I was like, what what was that? Right. Was it, well, uh, was it a big ye olde pub landlord or was it? You know, I don't know what it was, you know. Well, until you mentioned the lip pressure, I was going to say classic sleep paralysis moment, isn't it? Yeah. That's well known, that phenomenon. But, I, but I, and I've had up. that, but I've never been kissed in my sleep like that before. We will have, I don't know whether it's this episode or the next one, a story very much based around those events. Mm. Ghosts, as you know, can do that. Was it a terrifying experience when, when, it, when you were pressed like that, Laurie, or...? Um... Was it arousing? It could, been, it could have been worse. It was a little bit arousing. I mean, Yay! I was kind of like, should I go back next week and um, bring that <laughs> really? Uh Should yeah, and I did go back next week, um, but n- nothing happened. They'd had so what they wanted back. from you. Bloody I know. <laughs> well, Laurie, that's uh, absolutely extraordinary. And will you come back again and do some more? Because I know you've got lots of stories. Yeah, I mean, I did count one year. I I spent I I did work at eighty eight places all around, and there was a few certain there was a few strange incidents. There was a there was a haunted portaloo in Blackpool. Yeah, and were you a photo <laughs> there, there um, as well? <laughs> yeah, I was actually. <laughs> There's a right. few weird weird ones I could share at some point if you want. Okay. Aww. Well, look, we will have you back, Laurie. Thank you very much. And I'm sure on behalf of all of the listeners as well, we'd like to thank you for all your efforts in producing such a wonderful podcast. Yeah. Isn't that right, everyone at home? Yes, I can hear I can hear them like all those children. <laughs> <laughs> and believe it or not, it does cut some bits out. So this is the best it's going to be. That's right. Yeah. We'll let you cut out the... the, the I've probably cut most of this. I've <laughs> yeah, probably cut most of this out. All right. Well, look, Laurie, right. th- thank you very much. And I think you're going to go... I'm, I'm, I'm even prepared to put you at number one in the leaderboard of mm. scary things. All right, cool. All right, like Laurie. That. Speak soon. Thank Be you. careful. Lots See of love. Ya. Fading now, Laurie. Fading now. Here's a fella called Tom Nash who runs that bar and grill you must go to next to Lake Windermere. I'm here at the Lakeview, what's it called? Cafe, restaurant, bar. 
Bar and Grill. Bar and Grill. Bar and Grill. Uh, right by... Uh, Lake Windermere. It is a fantastic venue. It's run by Tom Nash and I'm about to go on bloody stage. I've been told there's a singer on and said people are literally doing roly-polies on the floor and everything. Is that right, Tom? Correct, they are, yes. Kick him out! So I'm about to do some sacred bloody readings. <laughs> I know you think that's good. Right. Tom is a believer in the supernatural. From where I'm standing out, I can literally see his palace over the other side of the lake. And he's going to tell us about some very spooky happenings. In the studio, Linda, please put on the spooky music. Thank you, Tom. So, in uh, Bowness, where I live, the house I live in was occupied by children who couldn't be housed during the war. Yeah. And they used to play and act in that house. Yes. And at night time when I'm there, when the children aren't there, you hear a tapping sound. And I often wondered what it was. Yeah. Until I spoke to the previous owner's yeah. grandfather, yeah. who's still alive and with us, and he said that the children used to play uh, ollies on the landing yeah. as a way of entertaining themselves. And this appears to be this noise. Okay, Tom, I'm going to stop you there. You've told that all arse way round, right? This is why you run a cafe grill. Sorry, get that right in the first bit. You start, when you told me that earlier, you told me the other way around, you kept hearing this noise, and it was only when you asked the bloke, he told you about the children. That's right, sorry. Yeah, I yeah. heard the noise, then he Try again, we're going to try again. Okay, now. Oh. <laughs> go on, try again. <laughs> so yeah. one night you heard a noise, yeah. Of this noise? You slightly spoilt it now, but go on, yeah. Yeah, go on, do I'm the noise again. I've done noise like this, yeah. this sound, which I didn't know what it was yeah. until I got spoken to the guy who originally owns the, the, property, the property. And he told me that children were housed there during the war. Yeah. Uh, it couldn't be housed anywhere else. And they used to use the house to stay in, obviously. Yeah. And then that's what they used to play on the landing was ollies. What and is ollies exactly? Marbles. Oh, I see, marbles. Do you think that it's definitely these children, the ghosts of these children? Or is it... Rats or one of your members of staff? I think it's uh, definitely paranormal activity going on. And did you say something? You told me that when your kids come over, they don't do it. No they sound don't, at all. They don't want to frighten the kids. No. Does it, it sound that. like ollies or marbles? It sounds like marbles. Does it? Yeah. Tom, does it shit you up? No. Do you find it comforting? No. What? It doesn't bother me. Because uh, I didn't know what it was at first. I thought it was a pipe or something banging yeah. until I got told that was the sound and then it all made sense. But when and apparently you, he heard that himself. When you were telling me earlier, you said all the hairs on your... Well, they did. We do when we talk about Yeah, it. yeah. So it does something. It does yeah. It does. It, it alarm you in some way. Yes, it must do, yeah. Listen, can you hear me trying to wring something out of this story? Just to try and get some kind of spooky response. Is there anything else that's spooky that's happened in that house? That's it. Right. Four out of ten, Tom. Get out. <laughs> Get out. Mike Cox is a former police sergeant, was it? Um, no, I never made it to the Dizzy Heights. No, a, a, a police man. And he is here. He's, he's a comedian now. You'll know him. He's, he's toured with me. He's all over social media. He's a flipping fantastic comedian, but he's also a believer in the bloody supernatural. Mike. Right, so listeners, it's not technically my ghost story, but I believe it happened, right? Yeah. So, 
my old sergeant was chasing people through an abandoned house right. a spooky part of Portsmouth yeah and uh, they could hear the sound of people running around upstairs and children laughing children laughing children laughing well. so obviously the first thing you think is fucking scallies up there not me I think ghosties but you think on, ghosties. I think scallies yeah so we uh, I said my sergeant is sneaking around outside makes her way up the stairs sees a child run oh across the landing yeah and then she goes and gives chase, runs down the corridor, turns left, and the child is gone. And what, do you know anything of the history of the house? So the history is an old, um, what do they call it when it's next to the church where the people used to live, the vicars uh, used to live in? A vicarage. Like a vicarage, yeah. that seems obvious now you've said it. Yes. Uh, vicarage, yeah. Vicar's house. Vicar's gas, yeah. Yes. Uh, and so obviously next to a church, lots of history. Yeah. And um, there's a, I don't know what the child was dressed like. I don't know, did they wear tracksuits back in the day? Right, okay. Um, but yeah, she said it just disappeared into a wall. Did she, I mean, I know you police are always moaning about something. Uh, was she, did she have to fill in lots of sort of paperwork to say that it was a ghostly spirit that disappeared? Or? No, when you've lost um, a potential suspect, there's nothing to write up. So you just write in your notebook, I saw a ghost today. Why was she called to the property? Some spookiness? Or yeah, because people heard the trespassing inside. Good God. So they've gone in there to go and find out what's gone on. And it turns out that whoever called could hear the spirits inside the building. Were you were you stationed down in Portsmouth? Yes, no? I was. You yeah. were. So you, there's a lot of spookiness going on down there. Yeah, so just, well, Portsmouth is a town with a lot of history. That's right. And I, I think basically what it is, is a town that survived from pirates and prostitutes just dating each other. And, yeah, yeah. And now you have a, a rather busy city. Yeah, yeah. What was some of the, just just while we've got an ex-policeman, and I don't know whether you've sworn to secrecy, but there is there anything, what's the nice thing about doing this instead of being a policeman? Well, lots of things, um, and I can talk about it because I've left now, so yeah. the secret sack goes out the window. Yeah. Um, the nice thing about doing this is that uh, when people complain about me, no one cares. Right, okay. So when I say things that people don't like, uh, I don't have some f inspector saying you shouldn't say that to people. What about, because I've got my friend, he's in, in the next room here at the 100 Club, Steve, who is an ex-policeman, and he's always a bit nervous because there's people he's put behind bars. Do you ever get on stage and think, supposing one of these ex-cons goes, hold on, that's PC um, Cox? I don't worry about it that much because I never worked as hard as Steve did. Right. So I'd be surprised if anyone ever remembered that I'd encountered I them. suppose... Green Cross coding for the kids and showing them where to, you know, where where to play in the park. Yeah, no one's going to remember that I gave someone a ticket for not having lights on their bike. <laughs> it's a very valuable service. Well, listen, Mike, thank you very much for that. Would you know where that house is if I looked it up? Yes, yeah, so it's in a place called Paul's Grove. Okay. And uh, yes, yeah, so, so the church is atop of Cow Lane. There's a church right. there, and then there's the house opposite. And I'm going to look that up because sometimes these things do have a very spooky history. Very quickly, have you ever arrested anyone that you suspected was the undead or had a sort of devil, a devil's glint in his eye? Did you meet pure evil when you were? Not I've encountered pure evil. Really? And you've thought there's no redeeming There's no that? redeeming Lock them up, throw away the key. Yeah. When you've seen somebody send their child out to go and score some crack, oh, or Christ. they um, are fighting people who are um, clearly much weaker than them, oh, um, Christ, and yeah. uh, most of the people that live um, in Paul's Grove. 
Okay. Well, to our friends in Polsgrove who are listening, apologies for that. He's an ex-policeman. I'm know. only joking. Only joking. You're not really right. No, no, no. Bastards. All right. Thank you, Mike Cox. This is a, get the spooky music on again. Oh. Once again from chat, it's fate and fortune. What's it called? Uh, take a break. It's fate and fortune. Pick any of those words. Yeah. My psychic thunderbolt flatmate from hell. <laughs> this is the testimony of Kylie Yilditz, who is uh, 29. What the hell was that? I was at my new boyfriend, Mix. Hang on, there's an asterisk. It means not his real name. All right. Mick, Mick. I was at my new boyfriend, Mick's flat, yeah. and had been sitting on the sofa watching TV when a black orb flew past my face. Bloody hell. I'd seen orbs before, but this one was different with the dark energy. It sounds like she's got a floater. She should get that checked out. It's floaters. It's all floaters this week. <laughs> Go on. Um, I had a feeling of pure evil. I didn't want to say anything in case Mick thought I was nuts, but he'd seen it too. Oh, no. He's back again, he blurted. Suddenly, the lights, which had been off snapped on. Uh, who's back? I asked, terrified. I'll tell you later, he insisted. I'm going to the shop for milk. What, what a shit! And he what never came shitter. back. What a shitter! <laughs> as soon as he shut the door, the front door, the heavy brooding energy disappeared, along with the orb. But I was petrified, waiting for Mick to return. When he did, though, he refused to talk about what had happened. Yet that dark energy seemed to constantly circle his flat. I had never experienced... Maybe he'd had pesto. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe he's filthy pig. <laughs> but as a spiritual person, I went to see a psychic who insisted it was Mick's dead dad's spirit. Oh, Did my God, help? it could be. Someone could be pulling a string somewhere. <laughs> he's furious with Mick and wants an apology. She said he won't leave you alone until he gets it. She also gave me some black tourmaline to carry with me for protection. That night, I sensed that dark, menacing energy again. When me and Mick were in bed... <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, Christ. Then, crash, crash! It sounded like someone was ransacking the flat. How could I tell? Are you mad? Rushing downstairs, we found the lounge turned upside down. Cupboards thrown open, things everywhere. Yet all the doors and windows were locked. If this wasn't a burglar, could it really be Mick's dad? I tried broaching the subject with him, but he refused to talk about it. And then a couple of weeks later, I just brushed my teeth when I felt something standing behind me. <sighs> Running to the bedroom where Mick was, I threw myself under the covers, but then the bed started shaking violently. Oh, Christ. You have that, don't you? I do have that. <laughs> yeah. Desperate, I reminded Mick what the psychic had said. Your dad's doing this and he won't rest until you say sorry, I cried. That's nonsense, he scoffed, refusing to listen to what I had to say. The bed suddenly stopped shaking, but not long after that came the worst episode yet. We were in bed when Mick started shouting and struggling. He was being pulled off... Oh, sorry. He was being dragged out of the bed by his feet by an invisible force. Leave me alone, he screamed. Get off. Are you OK? I said ridiculously, because clearly not. I panicked as he crashed to the floor. He didn't reply, just looked at me wild-eyed. Mick, you need to get this sorted, I urged. Call a medium. Get the flat cleansed. It's doing it. It's clever. But he wouldn't listen to me. We split up shortly after. What? So that it's ridiculous. So that I'll never know why his dad was so angry and why Mick wouldn't apologise. But I know one thing: 
It's an experience I never want to repeat. It's a story like that I never want to repeat Have either. Have you ever seen Blythe Spirit? Yeah, turn the music off. Yeah, no Coward. There's an alternative reading of this scenario. We ah, there. yes, that it's him. <laughs> the ghost got what he wanted. You out. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Have you ever used any diabolical tactics to get rid of someone? Like, oh, it's an elaborate way of getting shot of a boyfriend, isn't it? I mean, I'm cowardly, but I'm not that... I have ghosted someone... Right, okay. What, but no, I've never I've never set up an elaborate system of ropes and pulleys to try and make them think they're going mad. No. no. I did once have a boyfriend and I regret this bitterly. Yeah. Um who I associated with a certain smell that would uh, not pesto. <laughs> Come on, yes. This is good. This sounds good though on this one, potentially. And whenever it came round, yeah. I smelt this smell and it Ugh. gave me a headache. Oh God! Was right. it? It was a, a sweet, smell, was it smelly, heady smelly smell, smell, like honeysuckle, but but, okay. but more okay. artificial. Okay, right. And I thought, oh God, I can't be going on with this. He makes me feel. Sick. He actually makes me feel sick. I started to associate him with the with the oh, feeling of feeling God. nauseous. Right. Yes. Yes. So I ended things. Right. And he was upset. He was a really nice lad. I feel so sorry about this because I was nice about it. I said, oh, can we be friends? Of course we didn't. Oh. Can we be friends? And, oh, he was gutted. He was gutted. And I felt terrible. Um, and I felt more terrible when the smell persisted after he'd gone. And oh. I realised it was my mum's Glade magic mushroom. Oh, Do you remember you, them? Did you? <laughs> really? Yeah. It, oh, oh. You didn't get in touch with him and say, it's not you, it's me. Yeah. Oh, how awful. I feel terrible about that. And sometimes I see him out and about and he looks a little bit bedraggled and I do wonder whether it's my fault. I did have a girl. I sort of... Well, when it was in my teen years, I did have a girlfriend I split up with and I should... Uh, to go out with someone else and I should have stuck with her. Really? Yeah, I should have stuck with her, really. I, do, I often think that. And... Um, do, you, do you ever wonder whether... Do you ever think about getting closure there? Um, no, it's so long ago, could my you, teenage could you, years. Could you let her dump you just for just for old times' sake? Yeah, something? just to phone me up, just to get her own back. Yeah. And just maybe maybe use some of the references. The way you were dancing to the Bronsky beat yeah. at the Sixth Form Common Room gave me the ick, turned me off. Yeah. You know, just something like that. Something that's sort of of its day. The only, Those stay pressed trousers you wore, that, they didn't do it for she me. She could have really unloaded all her uh, resentments on yeah, you. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe, maybe it's worth... No, it's probably not worth no, but, but but in order, you know... Like Clinton who? Yeah, absolutely, definitely. But, I mean, you know, have an elaborate thing like that, you know, a ghost or... That shows or, a determination to get rid, doesn't to it? To get rid of someone, doesn't it? Absolutely. But some people are cowardly. They can't Just split up with it, people. Though, but people... Can you not sense a vibe? If it's not going well, you can sense a vibe, right? No, that's right. Also, he was an arsehole. She got frightened by the uh, black orb at the beginning of the and story. He and he went out went out. milk. Come on. I do know someone, a friend of a friend, and the boyfriend is always cheating. Oh. And she's like, oh, I'm so upset. There's a big drama. Then they always get back together and you think, look, mate, why don't you have the courage and just say you want to split up? Yeah. She, she knows that she'll always forgive him, you know. And he knows that. Which is and he knows that. He's got a cake and he's eating it. Yeah, in front of her. In front of her. He's that's got the icing thing. on his lips when he comes home. Now, I do have... As you know, people, a psychic line that people can get in touch and speak to me about psychic problems, stuff they want sorted psychically. And this week, Deborah from North London got in touch. Listen to her. Very rude. Very patronising. Have a listen to this. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents... The anime effect. 
We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to yeah. bring something like this to life. And yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend <laughs> that I don't right Hold now. it in. Hold and our current faves. In. Luffy must have his due. <laughs> Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hello, Namaste. Clinton Baptiste here. How can I how can I help you? Hi, I'm Deborah. It's nice. Hello, to Deborah. You. Hello, Deborah. Hello. Uh, whew, sorry, I'm a bit nervous. I've never really no, done no. this before. <laughs> no, no, don't worry, man. I've got to deep breath. Come on, what can I do for you? Thank you. Um well, I've still got two children and they're both doing exams. Yeah. Uh, my daughter Katya is studying for her degree in art history. Lovely. And my son is doing A levels and well, I just wanted some reassurance that they're they're gonna do all right, you know. Lovely, lovely. I understand that. Okay. Um, I tell you what, let me just I'm looking in here, can check on your daughter first. Uh mm-hmm. I've got a crystal sphere here that I'm looking at. Which which uh, which university is she at? Uh, um, she is at Oxford. Oh, right, yeah, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's a really bright girl and she's at Somerville College. Sorry, is she at Oxford University or this this Somerville uh, College? Which one? Uh, no, um, Somerville College is in Oxford University. It's a constituent college. That's sort of how it works. Yes, I know. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Oh, right. She's okay. in uh, Somerville College. Right. Um, well, I've got me orbuculum or, or crystal sphere here. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm seeing almost immediately, my this, this extraordinary, Deborah, I'm seeing a... I've seen quite a rich gold colour, which which suggests to me she'll do very, very well when these results come out. She's a diligent young woman. Yes, yes, she is. I'm just getting from you because you're you're a little bit uncertain. Would I be right in saying she's very much breaking the mould by doing art in in your family, you know, something a bit out there sort of thing? Uh, No, not really. Um, I'm a painter myself. That's what I'm getting. That's what I'm getting. That's what I'm getting very much, a a, a painting yourself. And I'm seeing in in my crystal sphere, it's quite... Modern, modern stuff that you do, you know the sort of stuff you know you can't tell what it's supposed to be. You know, I love, I love all that stuff. You don't know what it is, sort of thing. But uh, uh, no, no, because actually, I specialise in a very old 
technique. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So it might, might not mean anything to you, but I do a lot of impasto painting. Right, yes, impasto. It does, well, it does mean, actually, it does mean something yeah, to me. Oh, really, are you aware of it? Impasto. Yeah, it's like, is that like sticking, you know, when you stick bits of pasta on, on the paper sort of thing. I think I've seen it, faces, you know, sort of, Spaghetti, the uh, hair, long, long tube for the nose. Is that pasta painting? Uh, no, no, no. I'm I'm not sticking dried pasta onto anything. It's in pasto, um, pasta. but not pasta. Pasto. Um, it's where you paint oils quite thickly onto the paper. Yeah. Van Gogh. Um, maybe you've heard of him, Van Gogh. He um he used the technique a lot actually. J j joking, joking, I knew that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> good. Yeah. I mean, you know, but the root noun of impasto is pasta, meaning paste. So, you know, it does derive from the same thing. There's, there's no reason you should know. No, but I, no, I did, I, I did, I did, I did know, a little, little bit rude, I think, you know, don't assume I don't know. Oh, uh, I sorry. No, I I didn't mean to. I, I just thought. I, okay, no, off to a bit of a, a funny start. But anyway, let's let's uh, let's get on with it. I, I, I didn't know actually. But anyway, what's she what's she particularly worried about uh, with these? Um, exams? Well, her dissertation. That's yeah. Sort of long essay. It's on. Um, yeah, I know what that is. Uh, um, it's uh, on objective abstractionism. Yes. Yeah, well, I know all about that. It's. Um, oh. Yeah, it's... it's a, well, you tell me what your interpretation of... of okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we know it as objective abstractionism. It refers yes. to a, a sort of non-geometric style of abstract art, right? Abstract art, yeah. Abstract yeah. art, yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. I mean, it, it's quite a, a, an unusual term. It's obviously a long word. But, yeah, it's uh, quite a long... Quite a long word. Yeah, that's right, Deborah. I can't cope with... Ah, can't cope with a long word, Deborah. <laughs> uh, look, um, Clinton, I know I sound like a fussy mum, but um, it's incredibly competitive yes. when dealing with Oxford students in many ways. Uh, there are a lot of high flyers there, and it's... Yes, I, don't, I do know about... I'm, I'm, I'm just sort of... I didn't, I'm sort of assuming I don't know about about that, you know. Those oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Did you go? Yes. Well, yes, I did. I did actually. Yeah. Oh, to which one? The one you that that one you said to Oxbridge. I went to that one. Oxford or Cambridge? No, o Oxbridge. That you said. Just All right. Um, yeah. I'd... Well, with all <laughs> due respect, just a little bit, um, a little bit patronising. If, if right, I'm, I'm um, sorry, Clementine. I'm sorry. I'm just right. Okay, just a little bit, Deborah. I'm looking closely at this dissertation, and oh, oh dear. Now, yes, I tell you what, it's quite a long word, Deborah. Plagiarism. Do you know what that means? I tell you what, what does the acronym Chat GTP mean to uh, Katya? But you're a great artist, but the skills of cut and paste of someone else's documentation for her dissertation, very much in evidence, man. I tell you what, oh, God, what am I saying here? The Germans, oh, the Germans having a good old laugh at us over here, handing out degrees in fuck all. 
ever on the subject of the supernatural uh, fate take a break fate and fortune torment and terror and the terror is in capitals put the music on please linda groping ghost was sick twisted and drove me out of my home by charlene smith age 34 now this is a bit like this is the one i wanted to tell you about a bit like laurie go on there was always another load of laundry to do i thought to myself sighing it was august 2015 and i was in the kitchen of my three-bed terrace in harlow essex with five kids bloody hell life was full-on busy but just as i leant over to scoop up the clothes on the kitchen chair i felt a tickling sensation on my left thigh she's not wet herself i mean i know you gotta do you pelvic floors yeah um, as if uh, someone had run their hand up my jeans Ooh. what the i yelped nearly dropping the clothes in shock i was alone in the house the kitchen was empty but it felt as if someone had caressed my leg Weird, I shivered, unnerved, but needed to get me chores done as the kids would soon be back from school. But just days later, another odd thing happened. This time, I was lying in bed about to fall asleep when I felt someone smooth my hair away from my face. Ah, get off, I screamed, scrambling out from under the duvet and snapping on the light. But there was no one there. I even checked on the kids and they were fast asleep. And the doors were locked. 
Was I losing the plot or something? <laughs> it was hard to get back to sleep that night. Maybe you're just tired and imagining things, Mum said when I told her. It's been a hard few months. We'd recently had a family bereavement, just to bring things down a little bit. And I hadn't been sleeping well. Maybe I just needed a rest. Later that week, my boyfriend, Peter, Asterix, not his real name, stayed the night. As we drifted off to sleep, I looked forward to catching up on some shot eye. But in the dead of the night, I was woken by a pair of hands <laughs> rubbing my bottom <laughs> and then reaching in between my legs. Oh, no, that's disgusting. What are you doing? I cried out, clamping my knees shut and turning to face Peter, who was snoring away. Oh, don't give me that, I spat <laughs> accusingly. You're not asleep. I felt you groping me. <laughs> I didn't let up until he finally sat up. What? <laughs> it's really, really long and <laughs> What are you talking about? He said, his voice woozy from sleep. I've been near you. It wasn't the sort of thing he'd normally do, but what other explanation was there? <laughs> and it kept on happening. <laughs> God loves a trier. I'd be curled up in bed with him and then be woken by a pair of hands stroking my bottom, Ooh. my thighs, my chest. Three saggy tits. <laughs> it's not me, love, he insisted every time I accused him. I swear to you. Well, if it's not you, who the hell is it, I fumed. <laughs> Desperate to know the truth, I eventually snapped. Going online, I scoured the internet for a company that offered lie detector tests. Bloody hell! This is a bit extreme. This is escalating, isn't it? If it's not you, then you won't mind doing one of these, I told him. God, of all the things. I mean, surely you could tell what he was doing. It's only two of you lying in the bed. Also, I insist you take a lie detector test. Imagine this from his perspective. You're asleep, you keep getting shouted at in your sleep, and then she wants to hook you up to one of those. Yeah, that's which, right. Which, by the way, are not 100% effective. Definitely not. Um, it's, if it's not you, then you won't mind doing one of these, I told him, pointing to the details. Oh, my fucking God. He said, if that's what it takes... So I sent him off with one of my friends to take the test, fearful of what the results would be. <laughs> but they showed him in telling the truth. Now do you believe me, he said helplessly. But my constant false accusations had strained our relationship so much, we split. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> our breakup, my sleepless nights, and looking after the kids weren't the only things playing on my mind. No. Yeah, because she's a witch. <laughs> I still didn't know who was groping me and was starting to worry. I'd ruled out Peter... It wasn't the kids, and I hoped I wasn't going mad. So, could it have been a ghost? <laughs> a logical explanation. Could my house be haunted? Wonder, <laughs> Linda, I'm, I'm here to tell you these things do happen. She's so cynical. <laughs> could it have been a ghost? Could, could my house be haunted? One day, as I was in the garden, I felt a dark, foreboding air settle around me. Linda had been round with her pistol. I had my phone with me and I took a photo of the window. I felt the window I felt it was coming from. Looking at the picture, my blood ran cold. There was a face staring back at me through the glass. <coughs> I hadn't been imagining things after all. I also took other pictures which showed mysterious orbs in the house and a spooky figure in my shed. We weren't alone in the house and I was under attack. My ghostly groper continued to stalk me. I'd feel disgusting, invisible hands clawing at my thighs, massaging my lower back, stroking my cheeks. 
No part of my body escaped. I can't help thinking it's all a bit oh, sensualist, isn't yeah. it? Quite enjoying this. But what can I do? Move house. I had five children to look after. I couldn't disrupt them. <laughs> so I had to stay. I had to stay. <laughs> I slept in jogging bottoms to try and shield myself and kept my bedroom light on all night. I read out Psalms from the Bible, praying that I would ward off whatever was out there. Your jogging bottoms are no match for my <laughs> spiritual fingers. Yeah. <laughs> but nothing could stop it. Oh, dear. You've got oh, a feel for Christ. it, haven't you? Is that your willy? At night, I'd put my mobile phone on the bedside table, hoping to get video evidence of the sinister spirit to put on OnlyFans. <laughs> One night, when an attack began, I grabbed my phone and started filming. The next morning, I showed the footage to Mum. Oh, it's <laughs> relentless, I sighed. Oh, every night I can feel it touching my legs and arms and bottom. I don't know what to do. I'm sure it's harmless, she said. <laughs> what? Yeah, That's don't nice, worry about it, you know, with the light. Just making a... Nu- <laughs> you know what them bloody ghosts are like? Just making a nuisance of itself. But as we watched the footage, her face drained of colour. She looked on in horror as the duvet was pulled off me and we had a rambling, banshee-like chanting. I don't think... Show us your tits! Show us your tits! Show us your tits! <laughs> Something banshees in open chanting, aren't they? It's more screaming! Yeah. Screaming! That was the final straw. You're coming to stop with me, Mum insisted. So me and the kids moved into Mum's. We had to sleep top to tail. But at least I didn't care because at least I know whose foot was up my ass. Oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> At last I was getting a good night's sleep. Oh, that's nice. Meanwhile, Peter... Oh, remember him? Oh, yeah, go on. Who I'd stayed friends with, helped me to find a paranormal group to investigate my house. The place you live in, let's have a guess... Is near an old burial ground. <laughs> You're cynical, Linda. That's the truth of it. That is what happens. It's near... Poor sod. I mean, she's made him do a lie detector test. The poor bugger's trying to help. The place you live is near an old burial ground. He explained, where they used to dump the corpses after the hangman had finished with them. You think you've attracted this spit... We think you've attracted this spiritual activity because of all the negative energy you've been feeling. The more troubled you've been, the stronger it's getting. I was stunned, but it made sense. My grief at a loved one passing, the stress of running the house, breaking up with Peter, it all left me in a bad place. I had a Catholic priest come and do a cleansing and after five long weeks at Mum's, me and the kids finally came home. But that night, I faced the worst assault to date. Oh, God, this is going to be horrible. During the early hours, the thing tore the sheets off me as I slept, poured at my body and pinned me to the wall as I tried to escape. Oh. The attack seemed to last forever, but finally I broke free, rushed from my bedroom, awoke the kids and fled back to Mum's. She told Mum. Frantic, I contacted the Arthur Findlay Spiritualist College to find a medium who could help me. Nervously, I arranged to meet him at the house. If you'd stayed here a moment longer, you would have been possessed by what was attacking you. Don't know why I'm taking the piss out of it. That is true. He he warned. Agreeing with the paranormal investigator, the activity had been caused by my negative emotional state. Now, that is true. No, but this is true. It can attract things. Mm. All right? So the more you worried about your job and everything, you might might get felt up. You might get felt up. (laughs) Right, keep going. I'm very worried. Very, very worried. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He cleansed the house too and filled my head with positive thoughts and affirmation. Here's some black obsidian, he answered, handing me a crystal for spiritual protection. That's what the woman uh, mix X had. That's right, yeah. And he also suggested rose quartz to comfort me. 
I never got to find out who or what was groping me, but at last the pervy ghost seemed to get the message. The house felt much brighter, lighter and safer. The medium left, and a year on, I haven't fallen victim to those hellish hands in the dark again. Well... That it, we have dealt with this before, and yeah. it does happen. And even Laurie, the producer, said it does happen. You can be put upon by a ghost. If you've got any stories like that that involve any sexy shenanigans with spirit, please do get in touch with us. Joining me on Zoom all the way from Costa Bloody Rica is an old friend of mine, Rob Green. Now, he used to be a sound man on the telly, and now he's a DJ on, what's it called? Beach Radio. Beach Radio. Beach-radio.co.uk. Every Saturday, 12 to 2 p.m. UK time. And he told me all sorts of people are on there. Uh, all sorts of top DJ, Carl Cox, and I love Cox, as you know. But what <laughs> I want to uh, know is, because you've got a very serious, very spooky story, and I would like you to regale us now. I'm just going to put on the spooky music. <laughs> Rob, I've got to tell you, I've got a new thing. It's a leaderboard, It like like in Top Gear, of the best stories. And I'm very much hoping it's going to go straight to number one. I'm hoping to press the golden buzzer, hoping you're going to get a golden shower straight away, mate. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. So, Clinton, let me take you uh, tripping back in time to the date around 1992. And I'm an 18-year-old student who likes clubbing and uh, I'm living with a friend of mine and uh, so we decide to go out to a forest. We're, we're actually studying art at um, at art college in Lincoln, Lincoln Art College. Thank God that sort of thing exists, just what the country's crying out for, a lot of art students in the forest. Never mind maths, never mind competing with the Germans. Thank Christ for that. Go on. <laughs> okay, so, um, so, you know, we were smoking a bit of wacky-backy, what you call wacky-backy. So I know what you're going to say. Was it a hallucination, Rob? I definitely don't think so. But anyway, so uh, so we, we're going out to this... Um, there's a stately home there, which I forget the name of, but it's... So we'd go there at night to, you know, just to take in the atmosphere. It had massive grounds with a, f- a huge forest. So anyway, one night we're in we're in there and um, we're just having a, a few a few tokes, as, as, as you call it. And, um, <laughs> you call it nothing. I don't know why you keep asking me. Like, as, you, as, as you call it, Clinton, some kind of <laughs> Pablo Escobar character. Go on. So, uh, so any, anyway, so we're standing there, and then suddenly this this guy comes in on a on a bike, and he's like a he's like he's he's in in like tracksuit, from from what I remember, and um, he's holding a, like a baton, and he's on like it's it's on like it's it looks like a sort of sports bike, like an off road bike. And me, so the, the two of us like looked at each other's line. The guy didn't. The guy just stops in front of us, quite a, a few feet away from us, but as clear as day. And he's kind of grey. But thinking about thinking back, he looked kind of grey. There wasn't much colour about him. Mm. And he didn't. He never once looked at us. And so I said to my friend, I said, "Jesus Christ! I mean, can you see that?" And he said, "Yeah." So um, I said, Are "You all right, mate?" He goes, "How do I get out of here? Can you show me how to get out of here?" And I said, yeah, it's, I think it's that way. And he goes, oh, cheers, mate. And then he did not once does he look at us. Yeah. And then he continues on his, he continues through this forest, which is bizarre because he's on a, he's on a mountain bike. But anyway, then we hear this crash and a spinning wheel and then nothing. 
Right. And, um, we uh, investigate, go and have a look. There's a- absolutely zero there. Um, so at the time, we, we had no idea. I mean, we didn't think, oh, it's a ghost. You know, that's not for y- so for years, we just thought, oh, we'd met some, some, some crackhead in the forest who was on a bike. But thinking about it, we, we realized what it was later down the line. And we checked out, we actually checked it um, later on when the internet was, because we didn't have internet back then, obviously. Mm-hmm. When I had internet, I checked out and there's someone had died in there and there'd been a competition, an off-road bike competition. Right. So uh, that may well tally. And I'm not saying it's a ghost. Well, so I'm hinting that it is, but Rob, so they, there it is. There it is. Sorry if it's underwhelming. First of all, kids, don't do drugs like Rob. <laughs> a veritable Howard Marks sat there espousing the use of recreational narcotics. <laughs> um, Rob, I'm, let me just delve a little deeper. This fella, so he, he looked grey. He was saying, how am I going to get out of here? Is it not the other way around? The temporal location, the timing, son, uh-huh. that, that, yes, there were accidents and there was off-roading in the forest and he was very much alive and the accident Ooh. that you heard was what killed him. Not a ghost, a human being who had an accident on a bike and that's all you've heard, not even witnessed. Yes, uh, the, yeah, but the thing, the, the, the fact is what we saw, I mean, the, the guy, it was very, the way he communicated with us was very strange and then it goes off, we hear a crashing noise and then there's nothing. So, it, did, it you know, at the time, obviously, we we didn't think anything of it, but... Yeah, it's pretty freaky. All right. Can I just ask you, when you say a crashing noise, he crashed into, felt like, sound like he crashed into a tree, he crashed into another bike, a car, a plate uh, we, window. We think, was, we think it was a tree. <laughs> we think it was a tree. We don't know. We don't, because the guy cycles off, we hear a crashing noise, the sound of a spinning wheel, and then nothing. Yeah. Okay. First, why did you bloody useless students? Why didn't you go and see if he was all right, the poor bastard? Oh, we did, we did. But we went, we went and investigated, yeah. and uh, yeah, it, there was there was nothing there. So this is what you know. Later down the line, we worked out what it what it probably was. And this other drug addict you were with does he <laughs> does he ever come forward and say, yeah, yeah, that definitely happened, or does he remember it slightly differently? I'm actually well. I mean. No, he remembered it exactly the same, but um, I haven't spoken to him for many years now. But uh, So, I, unfortunately, I can't get hold of him. I do believe in these things. I do think that's spooky. I'm going to look that up. Just tell us. It's a, it's a, what, a, a big sort of castle. Bouncy is probably the only thing. The only thing <laughs> in Lincoln. That's about as close it's, as it's uh, a bloody castle. It's, um, yeah, it's kind of... It's, it's it's really it's really near um, Lincoln, and it's um oh God, I forget the name of the house. I'm sorry, I should have prepared a bit better. Yeah, uh, but it's it's a, it's a stately home, and it's got magnificent grounds, huge lake, and 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 a, and a big forest. And yeah, we used to go and hang out there sometimes at night just to, for a oh. bit of fun. And it was it's one of the weirdest things that had ever happened to us. All right. Okay. Well, I've got I tell you, what I've got here now coming through. I've got Princess Margaret, who knows a thing or two about stately homes, and indeed being in a state in a home. <laughs> and she's like, "What are you saying, Margaret? Yeah, I know you like a spliff as well. What? What's that? She's saying bollocks. Oh, she really? Any of it? She thinks it's. She thinks you need to get a job." Get your bloody hair cut and get yourself a trade, son, and stop dicking around with that DJing. Well, that ship sailed, man. I'm like, I'm... <laughs> okay. um, but but uh, yeah, there's um, but there is a there is another part to 
I didn't really want to bring it up because it's pretty hard. <laughs> well, do something to rescue it, for Christ's sake. Come on. <laughs> no, no, there is there is another part of the story which is yeah. a, a little bit more sinister, um, which I didn't really... It's, it's really difficult to talk about, to be honest. Oh, but, um, Christ, oh, God, oh, Okay. On. So, anyways, just after this, so we're... we're we decided to have another, another few pulls on the <laughs> just to get yeah. a, just to get some sense out of this, you know. Yeah, because that's what always happens, isn't it? Yeah, get a lot. Of <laughs> yeah, go on. Yeah, I, I need to concentrate. What I really need now is a few yeah. pulls on the. So anyway, anyway, so the, something even weirder. Um, suddenly, there's a bright flash, like yeah. a of, of of light in our faces. Yeah, and. We're obviously speechless. Yeah, dogging. Was it in the woods, dogging? Was someone's headlights? Headlamp? I have no idea. To this day, I have no idea. But, but seriously, it's hard to, to talk about. Like, but, oh, um, sorry, go on. Take your time. So we're there. We're blinded by this this, this light. Yeah. And, um, and then we hear this unearthly sort of moaning. And yeah. um, and then uh, then we were hit sort of in the face by what I can only describe as, as ectoplasm. What are you talking about? And then, um, no, it's hard to talk about. It's hard to talk about. You were you know, you, know, you're, you work with ectoplasm. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, and then, anyway, next thing is what, uh, the, all the light goes, and, all, and then we see this security guard, like, hove into view, and he goes, yeah. are you guys all right? And I said, yeah, we're just, it, we're just a little bit freaked out. We saw this guy, and then there's this big flashlight. He goes, oh, there's... there's there's been a lot of strange, uh, spooky events going on here recently. He goes, "Really? Aren't you two have seen a ghost?" He said, "I get yourselves cleaned up and get yourself back home." That and that's it. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. And you, you're still freaked out by it now. Well, yeah, you, you would be if you. And, and yeah. You didn't want to. You didn't want to tell me that bit about about the ectoplasm. That's real. No, no, it, it's real. I believe you, and I can tell that he is a bit shocked. And I, it was the fact that he didn't want to say that last bit that makes mm. me believe. Mm -hmm. Oh, Green, you're going into the top five in my leaderboard. Oh, thank you. Thank you, mate. I might even take, I might put you at number three currently. Okay. I've well, never won a competition in my life, but thanks. Rob, yeah. thank you very much. Give my regards to Costa Rica. I will. You, you know, you're welcome out here anytime. You know, I could probably sort some shows out for you out here as well. I would love that. I would absolutely okay. love that. How do you Free say room here for you, sir? How do you get, how do you say goodbye and never come on my podcast again in <laughs> Spanish? <laughs> what do they speak of? There's Spanish. Uh, adi adios y no regresar. Quite right. And on that bombshell, <laughs> see you later, Rob. Ciao. Thank you. Ciao, amigo. Thanks a lot. Oh, Take care. Bye. -bye. Linda, please tell us what you're up to. Where, where are you going to go to from this place of work now? I say work, I use the term loosely. I'm going to my home where I have a load of washing to do. Oh, God, how boring. I know, but like that woman in the ghostly story, I'm wondering whether if I bend down enough, I might feel some ghostly <laughs> hands on my buttocks. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. And uh, this weekend, I'm probably going... I might be going to Chessington. Oh, the world of adventures. Yeah, my friend works there and she's going to slip us a couple of passes. Oh, how lovely. Yeah. Oh, well, Linda, have a wonderful, wonderful time. I am doing all sorts of gigs and stuff all up and down the country. Oh, I'm sorry. Clinton, and what are you up to? <laughs> yeah, thank you. I'm doing lots of gigs up and down the country, but that brings me on very nice.
nicely to remind you. I think the June one is sold out now at the 100 Club. But we are doing... Wait a minute. Phil, while I remember when we're doing it. I'm going to, right, the, so I'm June, going to the wall. June 25th at the 100 uh, Club. Yeah, June the 25th. I think that might have sold out, but we don't know. Will you check it out? Yeah. WeGotTickets.com. WeGotTickets.com. And, and Clinton Baptist Sunday sale. Can you hear that? Yeah. And then we've got another one uh, Sunday the 24th yeah. of uh, September at the 100 Club and October the 15th. Sunday, yeah. October the 15th. Yeah. So please go to wegottickets.com and look for Clinton Baptist Sunday Sense where we will be recording this podcast as live. Yeah. Come on, please come along. Also, I'm very excited about the roller coaster. I'm doing a, thank you, my darling, a UK tour of my new stand-up show, Roller Ghoster. Please go to clintonbaptist.com uh, forward slash tour. You are going to bloody love it, Linda. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. And will we see you next week? You bloody count unless on it, you, yes. Unless you get a job in the meantime. I'll see you at about 11 o'clock <laughs> next week. Same time, same place. All right. Namaste, friends. Well, my thanks to Linda Pollock, producer extraordinaire Laurie Peters, Tom Nash, Debbie Chasen and Rob Green. Also to David Brinkworth for this wonderfully spooky and music and to the ethereal, brilliant glow for singing us out. Rob Green, that fellow from Costa Rica, actually, he wants you to go and stay at his B&B, Villa Nueva, Tamarindo, Costa Rica. want to go and stay at Rob Green's place. It, there won't be any of that drug taking. Don't worry about that. I'll get Linda to put details in the blurb. Finally, finally, the ticket to my new solo stand-up show Roller Ghoster. Go to clintonbaptiste.com forward slash tour. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Yeah, right. 
Clinton Baptiste here, offering you the chance to enjoy my Patreon podcast for free for seven days. So many people have been joining me over there. It's a shame that you're not. Uh, we've got videos, cartoons, we've got uh, all sorts of stuff, uh, uh, all the old back catalogue, and a chance for exclusive dibs on tickets before anyone else. Please come to patreon.com forward slash Clinton Baptiste. All right, spirit fading now. See you there. Fady Neil.